Hey guys, and you are tuning in to the Soul Sense Podcast. We are so thankful and happy that you guys decided to pop in with us. Today we're going to talk about something um, that we were asked to speak about a couple of months back. Our church always has this yearly marriage retreat and the theme was called Hand in Hand. And one of the activities um, was to have different couples in different stages of life to come up and in about three to five minutes talk about how they were walking hand in hand in their marriage at the time. Um, We were asked to speak for the stage in life of young children. And it's funny that I'm saying that because right now our daughter is sliding a little note for us under the door. But anywho, um, so the couple that went before us, they were speaking about newlywed stage. We were speaking about the young children stage, the couple after us, school age. They had a teen couple. They had an empty nest uh, couple. And they also had a grandparent. Thank you, Farah. Um, they also had a grandparent a couple. And uh, so we enjoyed it so much and it was very impactful. I mean, many people came up to all the couples and it seemed to just really ring out to people. And so we thought that it would be good to start a marriage series on walking hand in hand. And we're going to kick it off. We're going to talk about what we talked about at the marriage retreat, expound a little bit more. And our hope and desire is to bring in other couples, a diverse group of couples from different walks of life, and just have a conversation of how they're walking hand in hand in their stage of life right now and uh, using God as the center of that. Okay. And I have my trusty wingman, my loving and absolutely handsome wingman, Melvin, and my husband. Hey. And this is Farrah, wanting this, to put on makeup, yes. but you cannot do it. No, you can't put on makeup, okay? <laughs> okay, have fun in your room, baby girl. Thank you for the picture. Yes, so we're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, a, a subject that we shared at our marriage retreat. Um, we told a... A story and it was meant to, to share about us being hand in hand and, and the importance of partnership in marriage um, and we found this this cool scripture in uh, Ecclesiastes and I I just read this little snippet of it it was uh, Ecclesiastes 412 and it says though one may be overpowered two can defend themselves a cord of three strands is not quickly broken and I remember, um, you know, we can tell the whole story. Uh, even with us working uh, at getting this uh, together, really, this is kind of, we've only spoken together a couple of times. Um, and really, to this magnitude, this is the first time in front of this many people. But uh, so we're, we're going through, and me and Kimberly, would you say we have different approaches to stuff like Absolutely. this? Absolutely. We yeah. uh, are both very strong-willed. And um, very 
proud people. <laughs> and so we both come to the table with our opinions. Yeah, and uh, mine is usually right. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, but, um, you know, it was funny because we're doing this, this whole thing is supposed to be talking about our partnership. And, um, <laughs> you know, we really always, uh, if there is one thing that, that I'd say we would describe as a strength for us, it's it's our ability to work together as a yeah. team, yeah. Um, especially when things get hectic, you know. Uh -huh. um, I've definitely heard stories of, uh, you know, people turning against each other during, you know, times of crisis. And we, you know, I, I just don't think we've not, we've never really experienced that yet, um, or at least not for an extended period of time. But And we've had some crisis. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, for us to be married, what is this, nine years this mm -hmm. year? We, early on in our marriage, we experienced some very, very big things. You know, um, we were living on one income, not voluntarily, <laughs> twice, right? Yeah, because uh, one time I was in school. That was the first so that time. that was voluntary. Yeah, I guess it's so. Yeah, it was voluntary, but yeah. So, and then um, while I was pregnant with our first child, uh, my job laid me off. Yeah, let's, we can dig into that. So from my side, um, you know, it's Christmas. It's, we, it's about, what, eight days until Christmas? Yeah, it's about, a, yeah, yeah. And it was such a cool day. You know, we had a great day. I think mm. we went, um, where we go? It was kind of like the weekend before. It was like we used it as a baby moon. So you had your party and your work party, and we spent the night in Dallas at the hotel. Yes, yeah, so we had gone to my uh, job's Christmas party. Mm -hmm. You were good and good and pregnant. Yes, um, big. And we had a good time. That was the first Christmas party. I hadn't been working at this job really long. No. Um, and, you know. It was had, a good weekend. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Yeah, it was yeah. a real good weekend. Spent time uh, together, and it was one of the first times we had gotten to you know, really get out and stretch out. Um, we've been just grinding because at the same time we were saving up. Were we saving up for a house at that time too? No, we were saving because the job that I was working for, they were not going to offer me, they were going to let me have the time off, but I wasn't going to be paid for it. So we were really trying to save a lot of money so I could have time off when the baby came. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we had saved up and, you know, um, we're, we're really, uh, to kind of rewind on this, uh, we're really, uh, I guess, pragmatic people. I think we yeah. do plan, especially Kimberly, but, uh, you know, we planned our first daughter, uh, really to the, the week, honestly. Um, and, uh, and had a plan for, you know, how we were going to handle it financially and really thought we had everything in order. Um, and, Fast forward again to uh, right after this weekend, we come back and um, did, had you spent a day at work yet? Yeah, it, we came back. We had that weekend. I went to work on that Monday. It was December the 17th. I had worked all day, 8 to 5, came home. At about 8 o'clock, I got a call from one of my bosses, and I didn't answer the phone. He left a voice message, and... On the voice message, he basically said, hey, we sold the practice and uh, no need to come in in the morning. 
And I was like, what? And I called him back. He did not answer the phone. And I emailed him. He only spoke to me through email. And I was devastated. And at this point, it was, like I said, it was like eight days before Christmas. I was about eight months pregnant. And it was kind of like, what do we, what do we do? Yeah, and I'm sitting there. Uh, she's on the phone because we were in the middle of a conversation when they called. And I'm just kind of looking. And, you know, I can tell it's not a good conversation. But I really don't know what's happening. And then she gets off the phone and she said, I, I don't have a job. I'm like, what? And then she starts telling me this stuff. And and to be honest, you know, my first reaction, I'm, you know, I'm a nice, easygoing guy. Um, anybody that knows me knows that. But uh, when it comes to my family and it comes to, you know, my my wife in particular, I can be very, you know, protective. And, and my first emotion was, was anger, honestly. Um, because they, you know, it's the day, it's eight days before Christmas. She's eight months pregnant um, with no warning and with no, you know, she definitely had had really given her all for this job. Like going in when she was super sick and really didn't feel like it um, and saving up her her PTO, which they did not pay her um, and her uh, and we had to really kind of go at it to get the uh, her pay. But yeah. anywho. Um, you know, my first, my first instinct was to get angry. Um, but, uh, I looked at her and I, and I kind of saw, you know, and, and that's why when I, when that scripture talks about, you know, how, why two are better than one, um, you know, if it was her by herself, I could see, man, she was, she was bummed out. You, you can't, she's a strong woman, but you add being pregnant along with all the other things that could come along with something like that. Um, you know, she was in a state by herself who, who knows what would have happened. Um, and if I were, if it were just up to me, if I was the only factor in it, I definitely uh, probably would have went over the edge as far as, you know, I definitely was angry. I wouldn't have been able to preserve my spirituality in it. I'm not saying I would have went down there and turned over tables, but Girl, I, I definitely think you thought about it. I did. <laughs> I did. But even if that, you know, I definitely wouldn't be able to handle it righteously. But I think because I had her to look at and um, I know I had a sense of responsibility for my wife. And it and even in just that, it made me um, think a lot more about even just what my my reaction was going to be. And, uh, you know, my reaction was was to just get her focused uh on God, you know what I mean? Focused on, on spiritual things. And, and I think in turn, she did the same thing for me. And throughout this whole process, we both had times of strength and times of weakness mm -hmm. and we were able to really lean on one another. And I think because of that, you know, right after, right when this happened, I was able to think clearly. And, uh, you know, I got online and started looking up just different things to do. And I, I think, you know, from a worldly perspective, we'd had a lawsuit right on our hands. Yeah. Um, easy. Pregnant. Um, it it, it would have been easy. It, yeah. It was just a whole lot of mess going on in that situation. And I think, um, you know, a decision we made together was, you know, we could go down that road, but at what cost? Mm -hmm. Like we were already on the edge of 
of, of, of being angry and having hate, you know, and, you know, I'm not trying to say we're perfect out here. Please don't, don't, anybody listen to this, don't think we are, uh, you know, Ned Flanders. Um, but when I say on the edge of hate, I mean to a point that it would have really affected us horribly. Yeah. And uh, I think God really kept us from, from even going down that road. And so we made a decision that may not have been smart uh, from a worldly sense, um, but or from common, not like just anybody, I don't know if anybody would have, suggested us do this but we, we were just like you know what as long as they pay us what you're owed um which that again that was like that was up in the air uh and i looked up you know we went online and figured out some different options we had and we just moved on with our life you know uh prayed for them and focused on just loving people and and moving on and funny you know making that decision i don't remember having a lot of uh you know, other than that initial time, I don't think we were really like beat down by it. I don't remember mm-hmm. being down. I don't remember being, well, you know, I guess I can talk a little bit yeah. about that. So, you know, I don't want to kind of glaze over that because it was a process. Um, things that helped me were I had some great spiritual people in my life, spiritual women. I remember specifically, one sister came over and prayed with me. I had another sister that prayed with me on the phone. Um, there was a long time that I couldn't really even talk about it without really breaking down, you know, even after I had my daughter, like I just really had to kind of put it in a box. I mean, honestly, because to me, my thoughts were, what kind of people would do that to to someone that is pregnant right before Christmas? And I mean, I get the same response out of everybody. When I tell this story, everybody looks at us in disbelief, like what? Somebody would actually do that? Yeah, there are people out there that would do that, you know, and I knew they knew that was wrong because that's why they didn't answer the phone. I could not get a person on the phone to explain to me any of this stuff. And, um, the thing that I felt that we did very well out of that, and I think, um, really proved to Melvin what kind of wife he had in me and really proved to myself, honestly, what kind of wife I was, is that we put the hand to the plow. You know, we did have some time to cry, a lot of time to cry. I know more so me than him because I was this emotional pregnant lady, but we got online we started rearranging things and we literally thought about, okay, what do we have to take care of? And we split it down the middle. You know, I call, I remember calling the unemployment line because then I got unemployment. We needed some type of income from, cause we were dependent on two incomes at that point. Um, we, Melvin got on the phone with a lot of our, uh, different, uh, utilities and like different bills and, you know, we rearranged things. We got things deferred. You know, we just went hand, we put our hand to the plow and we just started moving on. Like he said, moving on from it. And what he was saying about, you know, we moved on with our lives and we decided to not go down that route was because like we had to preserve, preserve our spirituality. You know, um, if not, it was like, okay, what's more important And we did reach out to some lawyers. I mean, people were like, 
once I put that story out there to a couple of law firms, like they were like calling me nonstop, you know, because it was a open (laughs) shut case, you know? And, um, so, I mean, it was just one of those things that, you know, um, I was, I was pregnant, you know, still. And I remember going on interviews, you know, being good and pregnant, waddling into different doctor's offices because I was like, I got to give it a try. And then it got to a point where, you know, I couldn't do it. The baby was coming. I wasn't even, my baby came and I remember my dad taking me to job interviews, you know? So it was just one of those things like you got to do what you got to do. And there's no time to be turning on each other right now. Like this is our situation, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think no one likes to go through hard times, Hell you know. No. Um, we're in a completely different place in life now. Um, but, you know, man, I, I, no one likes to go through hard times. But it's times like that that really kind of shows you what you're made of, you know. And uh, I think from that from that scripture, I think the thing that, I think the most popular part of that scripture is that a cord of three strands is not easily broken or not quickly broken. Uh, and, you know, I think the the power of our partnership, even before we, uh, you know, became Christians, you know, and really gave our lives to God as a couple, you know, we always were, were a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, when that third piece came into it, um, when when we had the spirit to kind of intervene, it gave us more of a a common ground to really be on. You know, be other otherwise, you know, we're both bringing our different experiences and and beliefs and whatever else into the table, and and we're kind of blending those as best as possible. Sometimes it works great, sometimes it doesn't. But when you have something as your standard to kind of go back to it just makes decisions so much better and uh you know the way that i could support her during that time was um, i didn't have to rely on just my calming voice and my you know sense of reason or whatever else that i i like to think that i have um i could go to the scriptures and, and i could show like things that we've already seen as factual for us in our lives and, um, and vice versa. And it did give me a chance to really see my wife, uh, in a brand new light. Um, you know, as a, as a force, because, um, I didn't have to pull her along and I did see how my wife, you know, it, it, I got to really see the woman, uh, that not the woman I married, but the woman that God created, you know, um, this new person that, that was really ready to go and ready to trust me and, uh, allow me to allow me to be her support and vice versa. Um, you know, a couple other of, of tidbits during that time, um, you know, we did have some decisions to make, um, when it came to giving, uh, Mm, and we'll talk about this in another podcast, but, uh, one decision that we made was, you know, we would continue to tithe mm-hmm. at the same amount. Yeah. Now, was that the smartest thing to do? I don't know. Um, would God have felt some type of way if we'd have done? I don't think so at all. Um, honestly, 
I don't, I'm not sure if I would advise my, myself back then to do the same thing. But what I do know is that, um, it, it was a, de- a demonstration of faith, mm-hmm. um, and not to show God something, but I think it gave us a chance to see something because at no point in time did we ever need, mm-hmm. did we ever go without, um, all our bills were paid on time. Uh, yeah. How? It, it, I have no idea. Yeah. And it was funny because at that time I had just worked on just getting my credit together mm. and we were, we were working on being able to buy a house at some point in time. And, uh, you know, we just put, we just thought about, you know, spiritual things. We made our decision based on our, our, what we had said was important to us, you know, only a few years earlier, um, as a couple. And, um, you know, I think that what that did was it provided us the opportunity, like I said, man, to see God really work because we, we really did blow it open for us. And, um, it's funny. I talked to one of my buddies, um, and because even after doing that, making that decision, I kind of realized that I really didn't get any advice over that. And I didn't, um, I started to wonder, was this a spiritual decision still, or was this just me trying to show like, this is what I could do, you know, and someday I'll be able to tell this story of me doing this, that, and the other, and kind of start thinking, is this more about our, about us uh, as far as like the tithing thing? And I, and I shared with somebody and, uh, and he was like, yeah, you know, you, you should probably reevaluate that, uh, and, you know, look at, and how it is. And I think it happened right at the right time. I think the spirit was moving and had me ask that question because that's not something I was sure of it. So, um, you know, at that time we, and then we kind of reversed it and, and reassessed it. And it wasn't for a long time because Kimberly got a job. I think not too long after that. I went back to work when my oldest was three weeks old. So, I mean, that, I mean, you know, to me, I was like, uh, I got to put my big girl panties on, you know, I, I wanted this picture perfect maternity leave, but those weren't, those were not the cards that were dealt and I had to do what I had to do. Um, cause I was somebody's mom, you know? So anyways, let's talk about when our hand in hand partnership did not work out <laughs> like we like it to, um, You want to start, you want to talk about that, Melvin? Yeah. um, Again, you know, the thing we want to enforce is it's a partnership, you know, in, in our biggest resource as a married couple, your biggest resource as a married couple is uh, one another, you know, and that resource, I don't care where you're at spiritually, your biggest resource is one another. And that resource is, is put on like performance enhancing, uh, substance when you add the Holy spirit to it. It's like the HGH of, of marriage. It's almost like cheating, um, in the game of life. But, you know, we know that, you know, Kimberly and I know that Kimberly and I know that the biggest barrier to us, it's us. Exactly. <laughs> Fixing a problem is, is us going against each other. And whenever it comes to big things, we, we rarely, if ever, 
you know, are, are at odds with each other. But sometimes, man, we just argue over some of the dumbest stuff. Cats and dogs. And, um, you know, and, and for me in particular, you know, trust is just not one of my, my big, um, it's not one of my strengths. And, uh, you know, my wife is more than proven to be trustworthy in, in these big situations. Um, and that should, should show me that she's trustworthy regardless. But, um, another thing that we shared during the, uh, marriage retreat was, um, you know, this is during the second pregnancy. This is my second child. Um, and, uh, Kimberly was, man, she was, she was wore out all the time. Um, and you know, during the first, uh, the birth of our first child, uh, the first couple of months, I just really didn't get it. You know, she wasn't showing and, you know, I just didn't, I had no experience. So I didn't know like this whole entire time, like she's pregnant already, you know, all of those things that I, you know, I, it, once her belly got big, I would have, I was ready to jump in and be super husband and whatever else. But, um, it just wasn't a reality to me, uh, early on. And, and I think that I, uh, I had some serious missteps in that. Um, everything from not making sure she had eaten and into, you know, just not understanding, you know, just the emotional part of it. Um, but this time with, with our youngest, you know, I really prayed that God would make me hypersensitive to her needs. And I remember praying this like very early on. And, uh, I think I did better. Would you say? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I jumped in, I was doing the grocery shopping. Yeah. I was doing, uh, you know, doing my best to, to keep the house clean. I'm not very good at any of these things. It sounds silly to, to say, but um, I know I don't do it as well as, as she does it. Um, and, you know, washing clothes, all of these things were things that Kimberly did. I definitely had my chores around the house that I, that I did, but I just really wanted it to be a situation where she didn't even have to ask. Like I was just jumping in and, and taking care of it, making sure that she understood like, Hey, go and rest, go relax. And I was really trying to, to do this. And, um, you know, I just was in the zone and something for me, um, that I, I didn't have, uh, one thing that, that I kind of struggled with was, um, just not feeling appreciated ever you know, and at any time not feeling appreciated. Uh, and, you know, that's something I've always struggled with is, is when I found being taken advantage of. And so we, uh, like I said, I, I've been doing all this stuff for Kimberly. And um, even even though I was really trying, I would come in and I would have to fight back the the urge to have some sort of judgment if she was relaxing or something like that but in all I think I was doing pretty good but one day in particular um you know Kimberly had this boost of energy and uh she had you just talk about that boost energy well he was um 
pregnancy is just hard on me period but it really was bad this second go around um all I really could do was get out the bed go to work and come home but uh once I hit my second trimester um this particular day I had gone to work worked a full day got off of work went grocery shopping came home cooked went and got our oldest she came home got her started on her homework I mean I felt good. I felt good that day, you know, still was pregnant, tired, but I was good to push through. And, um, I felt really accomplished. I felt like, great, I'm serving my family. And so, uh, it was time for Ferry to go to bed. And I turned to Melvin. I was like, Hey, can you put her down to sleep? (laughs) And then (laughs) before I even go into it, uh, one, let's, let's do a flashback here. So 2016 all the way into 2017 was like, it was pretty rough for us uh, in general. Um, We had some, uh, I mean, we just were at each other's throats, man, just arguing over silly stuff. Anything could turn into this long argument, could not say anything to one another without, um, and, and we don't argue like probably typical people, like we don't yell, we don't, um, we don't do any of that kind of stuff really, but it's just this, it's almost worse because, you know, we just know how to push each other. Push, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, maybe not too long before this situation we're talking about now, um, we had this one argument this morning that, um, that, you know, it's kind of unfair because Kimberly is way more expressive um, I could be ticked off and I won't share anything about it, but I, it'll just be, you know, it'll come out in other ways. Festering right. inside. And uh, so anyway, we had this this uh, discussion that turned into an argument and some stuff was said that was, you know, it, it was just hurtful and, and it. And it was one of those things that make you, you got to, you kind of have a decision to make is like, are we just going to keep one up in each other or are we going to put an end to this? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, thank goodness. We just, we, we decided to put it into it. It was like one of those things. And we just had a conversation. It's like, we can't do this. Yeah. You know? And I, now I can't. I, I don't even know what we were arguing I don't, about. Yeah, I can't, I don't, for the life of me, I can't even think of it. Yeah, I can't think of what it was. And I think we just kind of just paused and we're like, okay, yeah, this is we need to stop. <laughs> and so, you know, we had made this decision to, you know, stop, stop prejudging one another mm. and stop bringing in, uh, you know, because it th- those words that they tell you never to say, um, always and never and you know those are never helpful in in a in a discussion you always do this or Or you you never do that right yeah Um, those are not true words right and and we kind of addressed kind of like what we had we had already talked about this type of thing before it's like when we're going back and forth my heart in it is i want to get to the bottom of the situation like let's solve this thing but, and that sounds like a, a righteous thing. And in my mind it is, but really what it is, is I want to solve it. I want to make this thing. And that's really what kind of keeps us going. And, um, in all of these situations, there's a time that I could just say, Hey, let's stop and let's pray. 
And every time we do that, it the argument's over and we, we are good. But of course, we hadn't been doing that. And, and this argument in particular kind of opened that up to us. And we decided to, you know, we started just hashing out things and start talking and, you know, like, be like, we got to start praying together more. And when we start getting into these conversations, we need to, to pray. And, and if we need to walk away and come back to it, we need to do that. And, you know, that was really for me. And, um, and, you know, we just made decisions together. Fast forward back again to, <laughs> uh, this time Kimberly is, is home and cooking and I walk in the door. I think I had gone to get, did I go get Farah? No, she was already home with me. So I come into the house and I am worn out. And uh, I come in and the first thing Kimberly says is, um, hey, can you put Farah down? And I know I'm the only person, we're the only parents in the world that uh, putting the kids to bed is like walking the green mile sometimes. Um <laughs> But, hey, listen, it just is what it is. And and my first feeling in my heart, man, was, man, why don't you put her down? I didn't say this now. But I could feel it. I could <laughs> see it all on his face. I could see it. <laughs> uh, it was, it, oh, I was so angry, man. I was like, man, why? Like, she acting like I have not done nothing all day. And, you know, all I'm thinking about is, is myself like what I had done and how you know man why can't she and as it's bubbling up bubbling up bubbling up um and I don't really bite my I I, I'll I'm a a, I address issues for sure and uh but before I could say anything like it was like like a uh like I was wearing these you know those glasses that make you you put them on and they give you like the whole world is a kaleidoscope or something or like they give you those drunk goggles and it makes you feel like a drunk driver or whatever. <laughs> I feel like I was wearing those and like the, the spirit or somebody just came through and was like, slapped them off my face. Like, man, what are you doing? And slapped the glasses off my face. And I just saw things clearly. And I looked around the house and the house was clean. Not my clean, but, but Kimberly's clean. <laughs> uh, I I could I, I could smell I could smell and it was it's, the house was smell filled with the the wonderful aroma of of dinner cooking <laughs> and and uh, I want to say the kids might already been bathed or the affair may have been bathed I don't know yeah. but like in in all of a sudden man I just felt horrible like well no my first feeling was wait man she had she did say she had some energy. And then I looked, I was like, she used her first day of energy to cook for me, to clean for me, to uh, go, oh, she went grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. All these things that I had been doing, she used her time to serve me. You know, she was doing her part in the partnership. And all I could do was criticize. And all I had in my mind were these critical thoughts and so critical that I could not see. It was blinding me to see like, man, my partner was was coming through like a big dog, man. And 
I felt so bad, man. I felt so bad. And, you know, I automatically was like, hey, fair, come on. And I took my little girl to bed, read her a story, feeling bad. And, um, you know, I think that it was important for me to repent automatically, like in my behavior, you know, to change and to do better. Um, but I think it was also really important for me to come and, and share it with Kimberly. And I just had to be open and honest with her and tell her, like, you know, hey, this is what I was feeling. Um, but, you know, I'm sorry, you know, because that, I thank you. You did all this stuff for me. And, and you know, I really appreciate it, man. And I did appreciate it. And, and if I would have opened my eyes from the beginning, I would have been appreciative from from Jump Street. It wasn't like I was taking it for granted. I just didn't see it. Hmm. Um, and, you know, how, how was that when I came to you? You said that, because that, in my mind, she didn't know any of this. I, I thought know. that I was hiding all these feelings. We've but. been together for a very long time. And he's right. He, I'm the emotional one. It's written, like the song say, it's written all over your face. You ain't hmm. got to say a word. That's me. Like, that's, yes, me. Him, on the other hand, I have just learned how to pick up on his cues. There's a way that he uh, tightens his lips. There's a way that his, like, face sits that I can tell that he's not approving of something. (laughs) So when I asked him, his whole demeanor tensed up. I already knew. And in my head, I had to make a decision like, okay, Are you going to blow up on him and let him know everything that you did? Or are you going to use this time to be graceful and have grace on your husband? Because, you know, this is the first day that you've done this. So, you know, uh, did I like it? Nope. But, you know, I was prepared to, you know, if he was like, hey, I'm tired then I would have just took it, taken that, forced myself to take that as, you know what, I have a little bit of energy. I hadn't been putting fair to bed, so let me go ahead. Let me put it to bed. But ain't God good? Because he convicted him right there in the moment. I ain't have to do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he actually said exactly what was on my mind. And I was just thankful for that. I mean, honestly, I was. And it wasn't even a situation we had to talk about. We moved right on from there. It it was it was a uh, yeah it was a doozy just to <laughs> say the least and you know kind of what we shared at the at this marriage retreat um, was you know if there's anything that from my side that I I want people to take is is you know it really doesn't matter where you are in life you know like I said before man um or maybe I didn't but you know I don't want anybody to to hear anything we share on any of these podcasts and, and get the the uh, delusion that we are a perfect couple of people. Not you know bit. what I mean? And that we got everything straight. Um, we may come back and talk about this five years from now and figure out how we had it all wrong now. But we're just trying to figure it out. Like I, I would assume everybody else is out there. And, you know, when we read that scripture, it's just starting off, you know, I, you know, about, about being team, being a team, you know, it, it's the truth, you know, 
and again, it was Ecclesiastes 12. It's, it says, uh, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And Can I read it in this translation? Yeah, go for it. This is the NLT. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was the, and that was the version we did. See, look at that. My teammate right there. And, you know, in a perfect world, man, we realize what we have in one another. So maybe that's not your world right now. You know, maybe that's not how you feeling. Um, if you're married, man, that, that partner next to you, I don't care what they do. I don't care how annoying they can be. I, I know mm. I'm the most annoying person in the world, man. Like, <laughs> he ain't too bad. No, it is. It's the okay, truth. sometimes it can be do, a lot, yeah, but not, I can do you some know, things. I love but, him. I love him. Um, you know, nobody can get on each other's nerves like the two people living together all Ooh, the time. Yes. But I don't care what the situation is that you go through. I don't care how, how at odds y'all have been. Still, that is your best resource is, is that person sitting across from you. Um, and, and, and that, that's regardless. I don't care where you're at spiritually, if you're a, a spiritual person or not, that is your best resource. And you got to know that before you can move anywhere, you gotta, you gotta always fight to realize that. And that the other part of it is, is in order to fully tap that resource, I, I just have the conviction that you need the spirit, man. Like a relationship with God is the only thing that can truly make you uh, really realize the fullness of that, that potential there. And, and this is coming from us who we've always kind of worked well together, but it was like a whole new, it was turbo boosting mm -hmm. when uh, we decided to, to live for God. Yeah. Um, and as imperfect as we are, man, it still helps us out a, a ton. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that, you know, let's say you are, are at where we at, you know, you realize that you guys are, are a great team and whatever, man, you gotta, dis you gotta be on guard for 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 forgetting that mm. um because when life gets at you you can find yourself just treating each other's like like enemies not trusting each other's motives yeah. and and you find yourself living in a house of of just war mm. and and it's not enjoyable man it's not enjoyable at all and uh kind of the the sentiment we ended on during that marriage retreat was mm. you know you got to make the decision how you're going to fight right I mean, you're going to fight regardless, like, because the, the, the world is a battle. Yeah. Marriage is a battle. Everything is, is out there to fight against your, your union. And you got to make a decision to, and you're going to fight together, but you got to defend, depend on, you got to decide, are you going to fight, you know, facing each other, you know, or are you going to fight back to back defending one another? Um, mm. you know, are you going to be back to back? Are you going to turn on one another? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That scripture, the, the translation says, you know, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. And if you think about that, like really think about that, like think about that posture, you know, I got your back, you got my back, you know, we, between the two of us, we'll be able to cover every angle around us. And you know, like Melvin said, are we going to have that posture 
Are we going to have the posture where we turn around and turn on each other or try to go through each other to fight alone instead of having each other's back? So thank you guys for tuning in. That's all we got. And uh, again, we are looking to have other couples come in to talk about their experience with walking hand in hand. We are going to probably bring in people. We are going to bring in people who are in different stages of life, uh, different stages that we um, are no longer in and stages that we have not yet gone through. And just because marriage is such a colorful thing for many different people and uh, it looks many different ways, for people, we're going to bring in a diverse group of people to come in and just talk about their experience with hand in hand. But as always, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in again. This is Kim and my trusty wingman husband, Melvin. You um, are listening to the Soul Sense podcast. We'll catch you later. Bye bye.